0: are listening to the dirty boots show. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Dirty Boots Show. I'm Rachel Jennings Keane. I run the customer success team here at Asina, And today we're joined by one of our customers, Matt Bactel from Bactel excavations. Is that correct?
1: That's correct.
0: So, we're going to be talking a little bit more about like information overload and, and fatigue and burnout and how that has played out in the construction industry specifically, you know, over the last three years. Matt, before we dive in, can you give an introduction of yourself and a little bit more about your construction business?
1: Uh, yeah, we're uh, located in Maslin, Ohio. We're a small to mid-sized excavating company. This is our uh, 23rd year in business. Started out in the field. I was one guy in a truck and slowly built it up over the last 23 years. Currently we're running about 16 field personnel. And then including myself, there's five of us in the office. And then also my wife's involved with kind of the high level finances and that she's got an accounting background and helps with that side of the business as well.
0: Congratulations on being in in business for 23 years in construction. I know there's particularly in the last three years has been very challenging with COVID and the lockdowns and the constant moving. Goalposts really was inspired by your LinkedIn post where you shared, you know, attending con expo, you know, the theme of information, overload, overload and fatigue due to the pressures that the construction industry has had to work under and live through. What do you think has been your biggest realization, um, from the constant pivoting required during the last three years?
1: Really the, the construction industry and probably every business that you'd be in is very humbling. If mm. you think you, you have things figured out, that's usually about the time that you start seeing cracks in the dam per se
0: yeah just when you like oh it's smooth sailing then you get hit with something right
1: yeah i think uh december 20th of 2019 i, I remember we had our best sales best profit and then i had an employee come to me and say hey uh, i'd like to change crews i no longer like my foreman we're a very small company so if somebody comes to me and I'm shocked by something like that. It's unnerving. And from that moment forward, the last three years, we've had amazing successes and growth, but we've also, I think the pandemic and COVID caused like my veteran estimator to abruptly retire, Mm -hmm. you know, with a very short notice. We had a foreman who was a model employee and then had personal problems and we ended up having to dismiss him. So not only were we faced with COVID and and those challenges. But as that was happening, I think a lot of those challenges caused people's personal lives also to become challenging or Mm -hmm. caused them to rethink their personal lives. So not only did we deal with COVID, we had some internal employee things that were major, major contributors to our team that we had to regroup and promote some people and hire some people from outside. And then as we we're coming out of the pandemic, you thought, okay, we're, we're finally getting some traction. And then you had material shortages and then it led to fuel and inflation. So really it, it, it I would say if not just for me, I, I talked to my fellow construction owners and business owners. I think everybody's saying this may be one of the harder periods of their career.
0: How have you navigated the labor shortage, you know, you said you had some people leave the business and then you've had to promote and hire new people. I hear this across some of our customers as well. It's not a fact about finding people. It's finding the people that will do the work or have the skills for the roles you need to fill.
1: I guess one thing for us, we've always been ultra conservative. So right now, i telling you we have 16 field people. We get enough bid requests that we could probably be a 30 or 50 person company, given our reputation in the community, our financial strength, those type of things. But we are very disciplined in our growth. So we grow with quality people. We don't land a job and then think, now we gotta go hire five people. And everybody's different. I think we evaluated myself, my wife, my key managers, who we are. And we're very disciplined in what we do. We could be twice as big, but then we'd have to travel twice as much. So Mm -hmm. we're taking a very disciplined approach. So I have the same or similar challenges as other contractors in finding people, but we've also built a reputation of having a very tight knit group of people that get along and enjoy working with each other. So I would say our last seven or eight hires have all been referrals. So we're not going out and running the uh, Indeed ad. So our hires are internal, but also we've become known as the place where if you have a heart, good heart, work ethic, and a desire to learn, we have the patience to teach you. I'm not saying we're the best teachers, but we do have the patience to teach. My right-hand man started with me 23 years ago. He was a grocery store manager and I would put him against anybody in our market as far as construction management and superintendents go is reputation second to none and that's something that we've fostered internally and then he took and ran with it half our workforce is under 30 which yep. is unheard of in this industry and it's a testament to the great people we have and they tell our story and they're recruiting other great people in so we we have the same challenges but our willingness to teach I think and be patient with people has, has allowed us to maybe not have as many pains as other people I know.
0: I do love that the, you know, wanting to teach people, it's all about the drive. Are they willing and open and wanting to learn as well? I think that's a key thing to look for in hiring. Tell me a bit more how you've navigated the fatigue from the last three years. It's been
1: challenging. Number one, I have my wife to lean on. She's a great support both you know, from being a spouse, spouse support, but then also her business background is very helpful to help navigate that. Keith, my right-hand man, he's been with me from the start. We attend church for people of faith and we lean on our faith, really tried to exercise. So during the pandemic, I was starting to get stressed out. I could physically feel the stress in my body and that went to, to some doctors and sorted some things out and really Every morning, I get up early and a couple of my high school buddies live in the neighborhood and we walk for an hour. We meet at the end of my driveway at 5.20 a.m. And by 6.20, we've got our workout in. We've solved all the world's problems like three guys would do. That's really how I've kind of tried to tackle it. I'm also in an excavating peer group so I can lean on those people and just have a great network here at work to share with and to lean on each other as well.
0: Yeah. I love the morning walk thing and also just being able to connect with your friends as well. That's a great way to start your day. Uh, You've actually inspired me. I should start a walking group. That's great how you've worked out how to identify in yourself. What about across your team and people in the field?
1: We're very conscious of the fact that we have lives outside of work. May of 2021, we had two employees whose wives were pregnant. And we had one that also his wife had health issues. And I remember I could feel the stress and we had guys in and out of work and we just pulled them together one Friday morning and we said, hey, this isn't about safety. This isn't about more efficiency, anything like that. I said, it's looking in each other's eyes and realizing what everybody has going on. And I rattled off all these things I knew of. And I said, that's only the people I know about. So I know that each of you has something privately you're dealing with. So we talked about brotherhood and taking care of each other. I probably drive them nuts saying the word patience. In 08, we were a million dollar company and we did almost 8 million last year. And so we've had this growth and I've never ran a company this big. I guess it's communication with the team. In Ohio, you have to work some Saturdays, but we made them voluntary. So, that people can still hit some of their kids' baseball or soccer games or dance recitals. The key, though, is communicating all those needs and trying to figure out how to satisfy them while maintaining a profitable business.
0: I love that you're definitely trying to instill that balance piece back into people because it's really easy to allow work to consume you and just continually pushing through which then can lead to like errors and then mistakes. And there's lots of costs associated with that as well.
1: So it takes a tremendous amount of discipline because your success breeds more success, but you also have to say no sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we've had to say no a lot during this growth period, because we can't take on more work than our team's able to do both in skills, mental and physical capacity, anything you talked about like the social media post. The hard thing is, is you, you look at other excavating or contractors on social media and they're sharing their growth and how much they're growing. And you can almost get overwhelmed by it because if, if you as the leader or your team is only geared to be a 25 or 30 person company, and you're trying to be a 50 or a hundred person company because you saw somebody else's growth on social media and you started to let that shape or drive or give you anxiety, mm-hmm. then I think that's a trap you can get into because everybody presents their best selves on social media for the most part. Yeah, there's a few people that are getting into showing the tough sides too, but for the most part, everybody shows their prettiest job or their big successes. So you have to be extremely disciplined and balanced to navigate all these challenges we have.
0: Yeah, it's it's almost like how do you block out the noise or like the FOMO or something that you feel that you're not having by seeing other people's highlight reels.
1: And it's not that you're jealous of them or or anything. It's more of a, at least for me, it's a self-reflection like, wow, we should be doing that. But you can't enact every of the latest. That's why I posted the book covers. Those are all great books, but you can't chase every one of those methods and you can't change direction every time you read a new book or you see a new post i'm I'm not saying we did that but it's something that you have to be very aware of because your team will get fatigued from the owner or the leader changing direction all the time
0: yeah about that like around the direction how do you carve out time to focus as a leader of a fast-paced growing construction business.
1: It's hard, you know, and my wife and I have to be very disciplined because we're both involved in the business to not talk shop every dinner we go out to. Even though it's part of our family, I think our kids have flourished in school because they participate in that and they understand things, but I I can't say I've found that balance yet. I'm working on it and I have six kids also, so I want to make sure I'm attentive to them. So you got to just, I guess in my situation, I got to steal little quiet moments and be extremely disciplined in my activities and schedule in order to run a successful business, but then have a successful family
0: life. Yeah. I do love the, what you said there around carving out those little moments, because I feel they're much easier to get to than being like, I'm going to block a week in May and go to Charleston. But then in construction, who knows what's going to come up Um, that week. You decide to do that. And unfortunately, sometimes deprioritize that. Tell me of all the books you read, I know you posted a few of them. What's been the business book you've read in the past year or two that's really stood out the most to you?
1: Everybody Matters. That was probably my favorite book that I read in the last year. That one really hit home. I don't know that it changed a direction. It confirmed that somebody else was going down that path and having success because sometimes you look around and again, anytime you look around, you you wonder, am I doing it right? Am I doing things right for my employees, for my family? And to see that on such a large scale that they've been able to do that in manufacturing, that was was comforting to know that somebody else was able to scale that and make that sustainable.
0: Yeah, I think that's been a a key thing. What's important and how do we make sure that People are at the center of that as well. How do you cut through all the noise that happens every day to drive your business forward? I know in your post, you mentioned how you actually spent a week working on the business instead of going to Con Expo and you did a training day with your team. Is that something you look to do every quarter or do you just do it when you feel the need?
1: We are trying to do it more consistently. We did purchase the BuildWit training app. And we've tried to implement that and use that, but like with any software application, like we rolled it out in July and then it just kind of stagnated. So then we had to re-roll it out this winter and we're using that as a catalyst. You know, just yesterday our mechanic found something that the team needed to work on and he filmed himself doing it. With that app, it allows us to upload that and share it with the team and assign it to the team So we're trying to do that, but we haven't set in stone that once a month we're going to train. But what we've found is winters in Ohio become more mild. So we're more of a year round business than we used Mm -hmm. to be. And we can't wait till winter to just have a kickoff meeting. And that's it. Everything's changing. We have new employees coming on. So like if a new hire starts in two weeks, he will meet with Joe, who's Kind of in a new role with us. He does special projects. He's doing the assigner project. He does our Trimble GPS system. He does our BuildWit. And we gave him those like three technology pieces and let him kind of run with it. So if you got hired here, you would not have to wait. It used to be you'd have to wait till the winter to get trained. Even though our company's relatively small, you have a more formal onboarding process. So that that's kind of how we're handling it.
0: And have you found that implementing a new onboarding process, you're seeing those new team members come up to speed and faster and become more ingrained in the organization?
1: They have, and I think it's just putting them at ease. So Joe is a, a field guy that's six years, seven years into his career at Bactol. So he went from a laborer to a pipe layer to the top man position to equipment operator, to express an interest in GPS. We move them from the field to the office and we unlock this amazing ability that we didn't even know he had to pull together all this technology. He's not a hardware guy that knows how to program Mm -hmm. things, but he's great at taking these apps because he has all this field knowledge implementing them. We bought a signer two years ago and it's still not 100 percent online because myself as the owner was trying to implement it so until i got a champion in last year he's balancing office and field and bringing it along i know you asked an onboarding question i'm kind of dancing around but it's the gist of it is is i don't know that we've moved these new hires along quickly but when you talk to joe who's Seen this when he was hired we were having meetings in the basement of an old house and now we're in a ten thousand square foot facility he's seen that growth and he's like i definitely know they're a lot more comfortable than the day i started you, you know he was given a hard hat and a vest and said here we're going to train you so i know we've made strides i don't know that i've documented those or can quantify them yet but mm-hmm. i i gotta imagine it's a lot better than when he started so
0: yeah. And just lastly, how do you feel going into the busy season as such? How are you preparing the team? I know that typically what we see across a lot of customers in the construction space is it's just go, go, go up until fall. How are you managing their like burnout and fatigue that could happen from usually the busy period that most companies go through?
1: We're being very conscious of the hours more than ever. Our business model has a decent amount of overtime built into it to make up for the Ohio winters. But since it's not as harsh, we have the ability to not work as many Saturdays. I think that's probably the biggest thing. And then to make sure that when we do have a rain day, we have to do a certain amount of training. We have to do a certain amount of cleaning, but also we did a good job this winter of tracking who was doing what and giving them rest days so Mm -hmm. instead of bringing in the entire team every time that occurred maybe we bring in a third of the team and then rest them but always conscious that we want these guys to have as full of paychecks as possible
0: yeah also it's a
1: balancing act because if you you let them sit too much you're going to hurt them at home financially you really gotta you gotta balance that and again we use voluntary saturdays but we pay a bonus if you work saturday and we keep track of that. And at Christmas, your Christmas bonus is $50 a Saturday. And what that does is it allows somebody that maybe is saving for a down payment or has medical bills to catch up on, they can work extra and maybe dig themselves out of a hole or save for something. But maybe somebody that's in a little better position or is in that stage of life where the kids need more attention they can do that. So that's really how we're trying to balance the work-life balance the best you can while you're in a seasonal weather dominated business.
0: Yeah. I do like the the concept of the voluntary Saturdays with the end of year bonus. So that it's like something they get to opt into.
1: And I guess here's the thing is when you build a great team, like we have, they know that for the good of the business, they got to work a certain amount. But you know, one guy got married two years ago and he worked three straight Saturdays, and then he was off four straight Saturdays. He knew he needed to contribute to the team and back up his teammates, but his teammates had his back so he could do the bachelor party and all the, you know, all the The fun stuff that leads to the wedding. So you're trying to, I don't know, we're trying to find that, that balance the best we can.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for taking the time to chat to us today. We really enjoyed the conversation and we wish you the best during this summer season that you got coming up.
1: Thanks a lot. I appreciate the time.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Dirty Boots Show. To keep up with the latest podcast updates and highlights, follow us on social media.